0: Coming up on The Potter's Touch.
1: Isn't it amazing how your life, when you finally prayed and prayed and prayed and you finally get the opportunity you've been waiting all your life to get, if you reach out to take it, there's a threat? It's a risk. If you can see opposition as an opportunity, you will have the power and the charisma and the education and the intellect and the articulation to speak to kings and princes. Oh, it's so wonderful to have the opportunity to be with you right now, to share the word with you, to have this medium through which I can communicate with the wider audience is a privilege from heaven. The message that I wanna share with you today, your opposition is your opportunity. I'm gonna say that again. Your opposition is your opportunity. This is for somebody, I can feel it. Take a look at this. So Jesus just did this big thing with these 5,000 people feeding them fish and loaves and stuff. And they went back to eating, eating, eating with Wonder Bread in between their teeth and, and fish bones in between their gums. And talking about, man, this is heavenly food. This is awesome. This is great. And, and so people started believing on him. And the more people believe in you or like you or help you or support you, the more people hate you because it creates an opportunity for envy. Your success in any level creates an opportunity for envy. The only way to avoid it is to stay down. If you lay dead, even the animals won't bite you. The risk of being bitten is the cost of getting up. Do you hear what I'm saying to you? And you have to decide, are you so concerned about being bitten that you're willing to spend the rest of your life laying dead? Or is there something pumping down inside of you that says, bite me or not, I'm getting up. I'm going to be the best me. I'm going to do all I can do, even if it risks you hating me. I'm going for it. That's the choice you have to make or don't get in the game. Jesus now is hated in Judea because he just fed these thousands of people and he's working these miracles and and so it's not wise to go to Judea, okay? It's not wise because they hate him in Judea. Now it's not the church folk kind of hate because church folk hate you and grin in your face. (laughs) This is that real dangerous hate you. They wanted to kill him. Talking about me at the barbershop is one thing. Stabbing me in the chest is a whole different reality. They wanted to kill him. The, the atmosphere, at the, the, One of the, I don't even know if they played on TV, there was a movie called Spartacus. It sets you in the era that the Bible is written. They didn't take no junk, they cut your head off. It was dangerous to go to Judea. Here comes a feast of tabernacles. That means everybody is going to Judea. And now the one who has the most to say can't go to Judea without risk. People have come from everywhere. To speak in Judea is to speak all over the world. But if he goes to Judea, they are going to kill him. Isn't it amazing how your life, when you finally prayed and prayed and prayed and you finally get the opportunity you've been waiting all your life to get, if you reach out to take it, there's a threat? Does anybody know what I'm talking about? It's a risk. You pray, let me just give you some scenarios that are practical. You pray, Lord, I want this career opportunity. I want this door open. I'm believing you for this position. And oh God, if you could just give me this position, I am the perfect person for this position and it will be perfect and everything will be wonderful and I can step into that role. But you didn't know that something in your family was gonna go crazy when it did. And if you take this position, you could mess up everything at the house. And so you're standing there like this. Anytime God answers your prayer and the opportunity presents itself, there are always opposing factors that make success not taste successful. Success will taste stressful because your opportunities come Wrapped in opposition. You finally got situated where you could go back to school. You got your business together. You got this together. You got your life together. And here comes something that hits you in the back of the head that says, you don't have time to do this. That's selfish. You finally settled, okay, I'm going to be single. Okay, I'm cool with that. I'm old enough now, I'm wise enough now, I've reached a point now, I can handle it, I'm all right with that, that's good, uh, me and Jesus, get up when I want to get up, I don't have to cook, I don't have to clean, nobody's drawers to wash, nothing to do, I'm good with that, and then you get a phone, hello, who is this, maybe you know who this is. The advisors say to him, this is very important. The people around you have everything in the world to do with the decisions you make. To have access to the man of God puts him at risk because he is most vulnerable to the people that are closest to him. For the people that have around him said, look Jesus, this, let, let me tell you the truth. You're doing the right thing in the wrong way. You, the, the miracles that the people need to see to believe in you, they don't get to see them because you're always doing them behind closed doors. You told the man that you cast, the, cast the, the demons out of it, the tomb of Gadarenes. You sent him home. We could have used him. You, the last person you healed, you told them not to tell anybody. That's why they don't believe in you, Jesus. Your own brothers don't believe in you. It's time for you to face the facts. You healed that woman with the issue of blood and didn't even do nothing with it. She just got her We could have used her testimony. You didn't say nothing about it. You keep doing your greatest stuff in private, Jesus. That's what's wrong with the movement. Oh yes, you took two fish, five loaves of bread and fed 5,000 people, but it was out in the desert. When are you gonna do your stuff on center stage so that the world will know that you're Lord? Your brother's going believe in you. Jesus says, I am not going to just read my lips. You go. The world doesn't hate you, they hate me. And you are advising me into a position where you are not at risk, go yourself. Yeah. That's what's happening in this text. And Jesus said, I'm not going. Y'all go here. They shut the door, boom, bop! And Jesus said, let me get dressed. I, I, I'm going to sneak up there, but I'm going to Judea. I'm going, I'm going, because you know, it's a feast. Everybody's going to be there at the feast. And I'm running out of time. Whatever I'm going to do, I got to go ahead and do it now. And when you are running out of time, you have to understand that you have to take risks because you can't afford to sit around and say, K. Sarah, Sarah, whatever will be, will be. The future's not ours to see. K. Sarah, Sarah. Notice how they were singing that when you were 18? <laughs> Ain't nobody singing that now? because it ain't K-serah, serah, whatever will be will be. You got to make it happen or it's not gonna happen. You got to get up off your hind parts and bust a move or nothing is gonna happen in your life. (laughs) Slap your neighbor and say, take a risk so jesus jesus started putting on his sandals you know and he gets on his throne and he covers himself and he brushes back his hair a little bit and says okay i'm going but i'm gonna go up at night and i'm gonna go through the rocks and i'm gonna climb over the creek bed and nobody even knows i'm there Uh, sometimes you have to sneak up on success uh uh-huh. you got to sneak up on it. Never let them see you coming, you're easing up to it. You're easing up to it. See, you talk too much about your success and you will delay your success. You need to shut it down. Your mouth is too big for where you're trying to go. If you hold your peace, it will speak for itself. But because you announce everything to everybody, you further jeopardize the opportunity that the Lord is affording you have another cup of coffee, I got something else to do. Ladies, I'm so excited to have this opportunity to tell you about the Woman That Loose Masterclass. If you're a woman that's upwardly mobile in corporate America, in the church, in the kingdom of God, or you're opening a business, you're finding yourself with new levels of stress, pressure, and demands, I wanna give you a Masterclass opportunity. I'm bringing the best of the best from every arena to come into one space just to train you, sharing their story, helping you to evolve into the one that you were created to be. Seats are limited. It will not be overwhelmingly huge. I'm going to have it right here at the Potter's House. When I'm out of room, I'm out of room. But if you're a woman on a mission and you need to be mentored and you need to see a model of what's next, whether it's in entertainment, in business, in entrepreneurial pursuits, or whether it's evangelistic or pastoral or first lady, it's a woman our loose masterclass and it's got your name on it. Do not miss this limited opportunity. is masterful at hiding stuff. (laughs) We talk about God exposing stuff. He exposed himself. He spoke, peace be still, the winds and waves lay down. He exposed, he's a ghost, no, it's Jesus. Bid me to come. We talk about him exposing stuff. We never tell you that God had stuff. God had stuff. God had stuff. Oh, my God god he could hide better than my mother my mother could hide stuff the fbi couldn't find it mama hides stuff you have to go in the room and you have to go into deep meditation you'd have to lower yourself down to her height and then do an aerial scan around the room god is masterful and hiding something. Think back to the book of Exodus. When the Pharaoh, do you know how strong the Pharaoh was? Do you know how powerful the Pharaoh was? If the Pharaoh said something, you did what the Pharaoh said. The Pharaoh told two little women, kill every male Hebrew child born. You didn't argue with the Pharaoh. It wasn't like you was going to jail. The Pharaoh would cut your head off feed your kids' liver to you down your throat. The Pharaoh was the man. Absolute, total monarchy in complete control. And yet, these two women decided, no, we're not doing that. And so they, they lied. <laughs> I ain't gonna go into that. They, they, they lied a little bit. They said the Hebrew women are lively and when they give birth, by the time we know anything, the baby just jump out. Just, just, baby just jumps out, just, I'm out. Old dumb Pharaoh, he had a lot of power, but he didn't have a lot of sense, and he didn't know nothing about women, so he didn't know how to argue, so he said, okay, stupid. (laughs) So now he says, watch this, he says, every male child that popped out, kill him. Before he's two years old, kill every last one of them. And God let Moses pop out and hid him in the house. Now, now, don't think of your house because you got too many rooms. This is a Hebrew slave house. Come on, Where do you hide a baby in a Hebrew slave house? Come on, Most of you have seen what African-American slave houses look like. Bishop. This is a Hebrew slave house thousands of years ago. Come on, Where you put the baby? God is masterful. Had hiding stuff. They searched the tent, they couldn't find it. The baby was hidden in the house. Then he takes it from one hiding and hides it in an ark and puts it in an ark, an ark, uh, 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 a mud-covered, wood-framed artifact that was made to put things in that would float and put it in the river with snakes. Your baby now. Picture your baby, your newborn three-month-old baby is floating down the river with alligators in the tempestuous rivers of the Nile and God hid that baby, that opportunity with nothing around it but opposition and God let it float through stuff that should have killed the baby. Is there anybody in here that has floated through some stuff that should have killed you, but God hid you and kept you alive? You didn't make it to where you made it because you swam with friends. This isn't skinny dipping somewhere back in Kentucky. No, you were swimming with people that was waiting to take a bite out of you and totally destroy you, and yet God hid you. They didn't perceive you correctly. They didn't know that you knew what you knew or could do what you do. God will hide your greatest moments in a mess. Your greatest opportunity is always surrounded by woulda, coulda, shoulda, might, suppose, what if, next moment, can't be sure, anything can happen at any time, and yet he'll let you just slide right through it. Just slide right through it. And then, point three in the Moses story, of all places to hide Moses. God now hides Moses in Pharaoh's house. I hope you're following what I'm saying. The guy who is trying to kill Moses, God uses his house to bless Moses. The guy who is searching everywhere, trying to find where Moses is, don't know he in the next room. His mom and them nursing him, and your daughter is paying the bill. God is masterful at hiding stuff. He said, when I got ready to come into the earth realm, I hid myself. I wrapped myself up in flesh. I didn't move into the palace. I moved into the house of a carpenter. I was born of a virgin named Mary. I couldn't go to a medical facility. I gave birth to myself in a barn. I wrapped myself in swaddling clothes. I lay with goats and chicken in horse manure. They were looking every floor for me and they couldn't find me. I walked amongst them and they did not recognize me. I healed amongst them. Yes. I'm I'm talking about hidden treasure. I'm talking about hidden treasure. God is masterful at hiding stuff. Oh, can I, can I take you there? You want to go with me? Come on, let's go. He hid his wealth, his wisdom, his inheritance, he took it and put it where nobody would ever expect to find it, he hid it in you. (laughs) So Paul says, I pray that the eyes of their understanding might be enlightened, that they might know what is the hope of his calling and what is his riches in the inheritance of the saints and the exceeding greatness of Let me use another word. Eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither have entered into the heart of man. The things that God has prepared for them that love him you another, for we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency may be of God. Watch. There is a cure for cancer. It's hidden in somebody's house. There is a cure for AIDS is hidden in somebody's house there is a solution for your problem, is hidden in your own spirit. There is an answer how to raise that child is hidden in your spirit. The wisdom you seek outside of you is somewhere down inside of you. God has put the answer to your question in your own spirit. That's why the enemy keeps you upset all the time so that you don't have a calm spirit so that you can search that house. But you ought to do like the woman who lost the coin and swept the floor. And sweep the house until you find what you lost because it's somewhere down inside of you, hidden in your house. When they knew anything, Jesus is standing on stage. Standing on the stage in Judea, in the feast. With all these people gathered around, he opens up the book and starts to teach. (laughs) And they were looking for him. And he walked right past him. Like Joseph, walking in the midst of his brothers, he walked right past them. They were looking for him, and he walked right past him because God hid him and he sees the opportunity because he no longer saw it as an opposition. And the close this text, Jesus is now standing on the stage of his haters. <laughs> oh, if we had time for another cup of coffee, I could tell you, Time after time after time after time God led me and moved me and sent me this way and that way and when I looked around I was standing on the very stage that they said they'd never have you standing on because if God be for you, he's more than the world against you. Do you hear what I'm telling you today? Hallelujah to God. Now he's standing on the stage speaking to all the people of the world who have gathered around him. And if you don't mind swimming through a few gators to get to where you're trying to go, you can swim your way right into the palace. You could do like Moses and be educated like an Egyptian child, though you are a Hebrew, and come out speaking in all kinds of languages with all kinds of authority and government and leadership skills that your people never got because God let you swim through the snakes that they were afraid to swim through, and you could stand in a position of power that you never stood in before. If you can see opposition as an opportunity, you will have the power and the charisma and the education and the intellect and the articulation to speak to kings and princes because they would have killed you if they'd have seen you coming. But God hid you in the house and brought you up through the process. And there you are standing in a place where your grandmama never thought you'd get and your mama never thought you'd get and your first boyfriend thought you'd never get there and your ex-wife hates it. But look at you. It's been a joy to share the Word of God with you today. With every opportunity that God gives you, there is a risk that you'll have to take in order to possess it. You got the job, now you have to produce. You got the husband, now you have to be a good wife. Some people are so risk averse, they won't even make a move and never find out what they were truly capable of achieving. If you've been stuck in place, afraid of opposition. I wanna encourage you to get moving. You will be attacked, but God has hidden grace and hidden power to assist you along the way. Just keep going. God's best for you is yet to come. Speaking of opportunities, I'd like to invite you to join me by becoming a global partner because of the support of GPS Partners, we are able to broadcast the gospel and conduct missions around the world. To join, simply text the letters GPS and any giving amount to the numbers 28950. You can also visit us at tdjpartners.org. Thank you, and God bless you.
0: God will use your opposition to accomplish His purpose because your time is now. It's a
1: real Battleground is in your mind. It's never in your circumstance. It's always in your head.
0: For your gift to the ministry of any size, you will receive Bishop Jake's critical message, This Is Your Opportunity, on CD, and these seven cards reminding us of God's promises.
1: God will hide your greatest moments in a mess. Anything can happen at any time, and yet he'll let you just slide right here. <laughs>
0: And when your gift is $100 or more, we will add the Your Time Is Now series on USB, as well as these attractive hot and cold tumblers.
1: I can walk through danger. This is not an opposition. This is an opportunity. A new life comes from a new mind and a new way of looking at your life.
0: Say goodbye to shoulda, woulda, coulda, because your time is now. If you're in Canada, visit us online or call to order your digital downloads today.
1: stuff that just gets me by for a little while, and then I got to go back and do it again and again and again, and I'm old enough now, and I'm wise enough now to value my time going through the same old deadbeat stuff to get a little water to get me by for the weekend. Give me this water so I can finally thirst not, settle down, master what God has called me to be. breakthrough what God has called me to be God has called me to
0: be Feel free to reach out to us on social media and share your story of how God is impacting your life We look forward to seeing you next time on The Potter's Touch